Hello and welcome to Beyond the Page, a podcast where I do book reviews, author interviews, and once in a while discuss my writing process. You can submit your work through the show either through our website or through the direct submission link, both of which are on our bio. Thank you for joining us today. Now let's get this show on the road. In today's episode, we will be reviewing Let's Plan My Mother by Shweta Kumari. Let's Plan My Mother is a romance thriller available on Wattpad. There is a direct link to the book from the description section of this episode. So check it out, follow the author, like, and share the book with your friends. First off, as we do on Beyond the Page, we will be doing a first impression analysis of the title, the blurb and the cover and when we're done with that i will summarize the entire story from what i've read discuss the standout elements point out any discrepancies and share my overall thoughts and that will conclude this episode so let's dive right in now the title let's plan my mother what do you think of it does it scream out of the page or the episode to you I really would love to hear what you have to say about this. So do leave your comments on Instagram or tag me on Twitter or send in your voice messages, whichever way works for you. From the title, it is implied that someone who may or may not be the protagonist will collude with someone or several people to plan a murder. I do not know for certain whose murder they will be planning, but it is very indicative of what to expect so for first impressions it passes because it leaves me curious enough to turn to the blob for answers let's do that right now i will read the blob out to you and once again pardon my reputation here but i would love to hear your thoughts yes i will so join the conversation through instagram or twitter my socials are on the podcast file now let's check out that blog there we go all right here we go life is a thirsty hell and people in it are monsters 21 year old ava however thinks her life is perfect she has a hands-on mother who's always available to help her at the drop of a dime a famous boyfriend who most women would kill for a promising career a promising career path striding her towards success but then she meets him noah a handsome man with a devilish smile and something to hide. He's not her friend, he's not her enemy. He's just the guy who persuades her to perf- to plan her own mother. After listening to his argument, she can't help but admit he's got a point. And that is a summary of Let's Plan My Mother by Shweta Kumari. What did you think of the blog? Does it sell the story? Did you get did it get you? itching to read the book that's what we're really trying to answer with this first impression questions as i've said before and um from what i've read it is an interesting summary it sums everything up in a na- it sums everything up nicely and nor the man who's neither friend nor foe is who wheels me in 
I'm curious to learn how he can persuade Ava to plan her own mother and what his apparent airtight argument is. With the summary, we get the answers to the questions from the title. Ava is the protagonist, and it's her mother that's been planned. Nora's the one running point and convincing her to do so. The why is left out, and that propels the reader to flip the book open to find out. I would say it passes the first impression test because I'm curious to learn the why of it all. Why plan her mother at all? The reasons, the reason has got to be damn good. And I can't wait to find out. So it does pass the first impression test. Now we're going to move on to the cover. I'm going to open that right up. Oh, just so you know, this first impression test are done live as I record the episodes. I read the blob out to you and I, and I analyze it. I look at the cover and I tell you what I think. I look at the title and I tell you what I think. First impressions, that's what it means. So looking at the cover right now, it's a blue background with Les Plum and Mother written boldly on it with a girl tipping off the end of plan. And there's a swirly knife running out of, this, of the cover. I'm not a fan of it. It doesn't sell romance. It doesn't sell thriller. This is a romance thriller and I don't get that from just looking at this cover. While the girl tipping off the end on the plan is symbolic to Ava almost jumping off a cliff, it doesn't make me want to read it. If if it were female with Ava's features, you know, holding a finger to her lips like shh against a dark background with the title maybe mother dripping blood it would be more fantastic it would be more inviting like i'm curious why is she telling me Shh, why is she hushing me what's going on my there's more like it, it doesn't i expected more from the cover especially with such a fantastic title there's there's so many ways she could have spawned this and the way it is right now it doesn't reel me in it, as it is right now it is a fine it's a nice cover but it doesn't sell every story it doesn't sell romance it doesn't sell trailer i believe it needs to be reworked with details of the genre and the story in mind and that concludes our first impression analysis we will be moving on to the opening chapter and the summary after short break so do not go anywhere are back to continue our review of Let's Plan My Mother by Shweta Komari. We will be diving into that opening chapter now. So Let's Plan My Mother opens with Ava in her familiar setting. She's in her apartment and she's taking the day off so she could meet up with her boyfriend Aiden who's flying back from Italy. He is a fashion photographer who travels a lot for work and our anticipation for you know him showing up dies when he tells her he'll have to meet her for dinner instead because it's tired she sends another text but he doesn't respond and she assumes maybe he 
fell asleep. He must be really tired. Then she gets a call from her mother and her mother calls her out for waiting around for Aiden like a lap dog. And she went on to insist that in case her plans change for the day, she should drop by and Ava agrees. Then the scene progresses with Ava doing yoga and it ends with Ava receiving an unexpected text message from Aiden. That's it. So did this opening set the scene for the entire story? Did it make me curious to flip on? Well, it ended on a very curious note. I was eager to learn what Aiden would have said in his text message to make her face drop. The opening chapter established a lot, which is good. We learn off the bat that Ava is an introvert with no hobbies and a lot of insecurities. She's also a pushover who's obsessed with Aiden. Yes, obsessed. From her conversation with her mother, we learn that Aiden is carefree and free-spirited as opposed to her mother's dominating personality and Ava is usually left waiting around for Aiden. The way Ava thinks is evident from the onset and to answer the author's question at the end of that very first chapter, can you describe Ava in one word? Yes, I can. And the word that comes to mind is naive. I want to say clueless, but no, naive. Now let's move on to the summary of the story. What's Let's Plan My Mother really about? I'll tell you. I'm sure by now you've gotten a gist of what the book's about but I'll tell it anyway. This story revolves around the 21 years old Ava and her insecurities. Ava works in a marketing agency and she's dating Aiden, who is a fashion photographer who travels a lot for work. So Aiden returns from a two-month work trip in Italy and invites Ava to a small get-together with his friends half of which are his ex-girlfriends because Aiden did not believe in shutting his exes out of his life if the breakup was mutual and amiable. Ava on the other hand hated that she had to be around his exes especially Natalie the one before her. She also doesn't like Carol one of the models Aiden works with who hangs out with them because she's mean and she has a reckless mouth. But at this particular party, Carol reveals that Aiden kissed Natalie in Italy on a dare. This leads to a bout that ends in a breakup, which fol- what follows was Ava working to a cliff, feeling like she had nothing else to live for, since Aiden was at everything and contemplates jumping off the cliff. There, she meets Noah, who tells her she's going about it the wrong way and convinces her to plan her mother and frame Aiden for it. This unusual and mysterious Noir works with her on this plan and they even end up going to yet another party of Aiden's where she finds out more about Aiden's Italy trip and that tips her over the edge. And the doubt she had about the plans for framing Aiden for her mother, her fake mother, were cleared. She was now more intent on framing him. But Noah's a mystery she cannot solve. And there's, and then there's work, where she has a work bully called Sarah, who pawns off an impossible tax on her. But with 
Noah's help, she's able to fix it and accomplish it. And within two weeks of meeting Noah, she learns a lot about Aiden and develops feelings for Noah. Noah, whose life and backstory is a secret and she's trying to learn more about him. The story wraps up with her getting closure from Aiden. Being with Noah and letting go of the agenda to frame Aiden, Aiden, who now has to relocate to the US for work, tries to patch things up with her at his going away party. But she tells him she's with Noah now. She is shocked to discover that Noah went ahead with the plan when she stumbles into him at when she stumbles into him in Aiden's study at that very going away party. And after a heated conversation with him, about why he really wanted to hurt Aiden, she asks for space and walks away. The book ends with her getting stabbed by an unknown assailant. And as she slips into unconsciousness, we have no idea whether she survives or not. That is how the book ends. And the author promises this is going to be a second book. That is my summary of the event from reading the entire book. I have left out a few intricate details of the story to avoid spoilers. So you have to read it to learn everything you want to know. Now we will talk about the characters, the characterization of Let's Plan My Mother. There are three main characters, but the story is solely told from Ava's point of view. There's Ava, there's Aideen, and there's Noah. Everyone else is secondary. Now, at first, I enjoyed Noah's character, but further into the book, it becomes very unstable. While he was introduced as a thrill-seeking, nonchalant, and carefree character with secrets and anger issues and um, mysteriousness, he becomes very unnecessarily unstable, especially with his angry feet and outbursts. Then there's Aiden, who's laid back. Who, he is the life of the party, the outgoing social guy with a lot of friends and a line of models crazy about him. He too apparently had ang- anger issues. Yeah. But Aiden and Noah had a lot of angry adverse and fits here and there throughout the book. You know, and then they end up apologizing to Ava later and the two apparently hated each other's guts. But it did seem like with Aiden and Noah that is, it seemed as though there was um an enmity there that didn't necessarily involve Ava. They just you know how you meet people and you just don't like them, you hate them. It felt that way with Noah and Aiden. But then bring in the element of the fact that Noah is going after Aiden's girlfriend because Aiden was still working out how to get back into her life. Yeah. I think that just tipped it over the edge, their relationship that is. Uh, I'm digressing. Then let's talk about Ava. Her character, I, I, I didn't really like Ava. There was nothing charming about her. She falls into the stereotypical, helpless, down on my love damsel trope, and there's nothing cute about that. 
There's a little bit of character development on her part as the story progressed, with her standing up to her mother, Carol, and Sarah. But overall, Eva wasn't a very likable protagonist. I didn't, I didn't want to be her, and I didn't understand her reactions and her response to a lot of things. One thing with writing in the first person, I'm moving into my overall thought right now. One thing with writing the first person is that if it's not done well, it falls flat. I mean, you're giving the reader a chance to go on an adventure in the main character's stead. So they need to feel everything. I'm, I am going on this adventure to plan my mother's Ava and I need to experience everything. And I need all my actions and decisions to be realistically justified. I did not get that. The mechanics and narration need a lot of work. By mechanics, I'm talking about the technicalities, the word choices, sentence structure, grammar, and style. The story needs a good editing round to reach its true potential. As it is right now, it is a struggle to follow the story without getting distracted by the mechanical issues. Now let's talk about setting and descriptions. I know this was set in London, and that is all I know. I have no idea about the proximity between all the houses, the mayor's house or the um, or Eva, Eva's workplace. I didn't get a sense of place. I have no idea what Eva's place even looks like. And um, the author didn't bear in mind that most people may not necessarily have been to London. They have no idea where it is. There, there wasn't any establishment of that. So I didn't get a sense of place. It was lacking in that. And when it comes to their appearance as well, I got words like beautiful and handsome with no context. The descriptions and what building were lackluster and it needs to be established to add layers and soul to the story. There isn't enough emphasis on the thriller side of the story either. The actual planning of the mother wasn't well done. The story deviated a lot from let's plan my mother to Ava being stuck on Aiden. In truth, she reminded me a lot of the um, clueless character in Clueless. No, the main character in Clueless, I mean. It is a good plot, but the premise isn't well established. In chapter 22, I believe, when Noah asked Ava, did you forget what he did to you? I had to pause and really think about that. I mean, yeah, what exactly did Aiden do for you to want to teach him a lesson by plotting your mother and framing him for it? I had to think about it. Because, and then it struck me. All Aiden did was tell her the truth about how he felt about her and their relationship. How does that constitute a bad, a bad thing? If anything, it paints her as unstable, which would make for a very good spin on the premise. Her, her reason for let's plan my mother wasn't concrete enough in my opinion. As much as the author tried to paint Aiden as a selfish jerk, I didn't see it that way. And that is one resolution I did like. Because Ava learned that everything isn't about her, just like Aiden told her when they broke up. Ava, I thought, was immature and too dramatic and had no business being in an adult relationship. The resolution of Noah's curious interest in framing Aiden for Ava's fake mother wasn't good enough for me either. 
I mean, if it had, if, if it was all about Evelyn from the onset, why not go deal with your issues and get your closure from Evelyn? Why try to force it into someone else's undeserving love life? It, it, it didn't sit well with me. It's just one theme I think the author could have used to strengthen the entire story premise was Ava's inability to stand up for herself. Why she used to be walked all over like that? Her mother and her family surely playing to this. I would have loved to see more of that. Also, the author could have explored Ava's obsession with Aiden in a very different light that ties back to her insecurities. Is supposedly a first boyfriend. Is there a crippling fear of being alone forever? Is she if she loses him, is that why, even with his absence in your relationship, she still continues to be there for him and believe she's his girlfriend? It would surely explain why she would want to kill herself when the threat of losing her ankle was imminent. Basing that brash decision of suicide on what it's based on currently isn't real enough and it's, it, was, it wasn't realistic. I'm not saying our insecurities were not explored. It was clear in, that in her exercising so she would keep up when the mother's alien was constantly around. But it wasn't explored in a deeper context. Let's bring the richer and the settler dynamic into this and suddenly her actions make sense. If she believed that Aiden was out of a league and felt he was settling with her and because of her crippling lack of guts and belief in herself she would do anything to keep him then the premise becomes stronger but then again that suddenly doesn't make any sense when she's in love with noah barely two weeks after she and this supposed aiden splits there are a lot of um hits and misses in terms of um the plot and how it relates back to the why of the entire story and um, Ava's reaction to almost everything was, was crying or this soppy, clingy thing that, what's her name, Carol actually um, pointed out and which I agree with. Vulnerability doesn't necessarily have to be do with crying at every statement or remark or what have you. That There's more to it. And I think... The author was going for vulnerability, but she didn't necessarily nail it the way it should have in a way that you relate to it, you sympathize with it, and you connect to the character. Instead, it was done in a way that she cried all the time at unnecessary things and it got off-putting. If Ava was established as a more grounded main character, who on meeting the mysterious Noah would would have been more protective of her feelings and her heart. Especially with what just happened with Aiden, instead of going straight to kissing him the first time they met, it would have been more plausible. I mean, I hope I'm coming, I hope my um, overall thoughts in this are coming across well to the author. I really do hope so. I didn't, it just, my overall thoughts, it's simple. I didn't feel the 
premise was real enough. It was full of unrealistic reactions and drama. This needs more research and more believability. I've used this word so much in this episode, but this needs more grounded context. I'm pointing these things out, not to make the author feel bad or that her work is not good enough. Don't misconstrue me at all. It is a promising story and I'm all in trying to help you make it better. And pointing out the discrepancies I noticed. As I stated in Reviewed by Wordsmith on Wattpad, I do not intend to lie to you about these things. My goal is to help you make your story fantastic. No hate or sinister motives or intentions here. All in a shared interest in seeing more writers and authors succeed exponentially. On that note, I am going to point out two discrepancies I noticed. On Ava's mock date with Liam, she's shocked by his revelation of the fact that he liked her. And she shouldn't be because she and Noah already overheard Carol and Liam talking about this when they were stuck on that Aiden's bed at one of those parties. It's already common knowledge to them, so she shouldn't be shocked by this. She should already know and be expecting this, especially after Liam's call. I mean, that needs to be fixed. And then another issue I noticed is um, Noah's backstory with Evelyn. I've never heard of a situation where two opposing politicians running for the same office would do what Evelyn and Noah's parents did, even if they were friends. It would have been more believable if Noah went against his parents' wish because his girlfriend begged him to come spend time with him and, and even though his father told him not to, he went and he was set up for going. But a politician would never allow his son go spend the night with a teenage girl who happens to be the daughter of his opposition. It doesn't happen in politics, or unless I'm actually thinking about this very, very, very wrong, but that doesn't happen. That needs to be corrected as well. And that's that, actually. Overall, if the author took the time to develop the setting and flesh out all the characters so they're more real and more believable, this would make a very fantastic book. Their goals and their motivations and the resolutions need to be concrete because without that foundation the premise collapses so to conclude once again the link to let's plan my mother is in the description section for this episode check it out follow the author do not forget to share your thoughts your likes and your comments that brings us to the end of this episode thank you for tuning in to the review of let's plan my mother on beyond the page and happy beating.